WTBRFM, Pittsfield. Welcome to Ham on WTBR, the all-inclusive ham radio show for hams and non-hams alike. Be part of the show. Contact us on www.facebook.com slash hamjamtv. And now the hosts of the show, Peter and Jessica. Ham on. And good morning. Good morning. Berkshire County, Pittsfield, Mass. We're back. We're back. We had uh we weren't here last week because the storm took us out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> two storms in, two storms in two weeks. And this did this nor'easter actually wreaked havoc on the uh mm. on the towers up there. We were doing <laughs> heavy hairs traffic net. And on Monday night, oh yeah, and, and the storms kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah, storms kind of fucked it up. Kind of, kind of, kind of took it out there for for a while. We had we had some problems doing the heavy hearse traffic net, but last week we weren't here last because week, the no. storm that was actually on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and we all made a grand decision just to run. An encore show and not try to get everybody here to to do this, but we are back this week. But we do have a couple programming notes before we get started. Yeah. The last three weeks of the month, we have guests. Ooh! Next week on the phone again. Next week on the phone. She did our second show. Will be Marcia Ford, KW1U, who's the the section traffic manager for the entire state of Massachusetts, Uh, and she'll be bringing us up to speed about what's going on in NTS since the last time we talked. Yeah, a little little funny note, Marcia's actually Eastern. Eastern. Everybody (laughs) in the last three weeks is all Eastern Mass. Marcia Ford hails from Concord. Um, and and she was number two guest. Number two guest on the show when we started this yes. thing over a year ago. Yes, mom. Yes, my mom was the yes, number Dar- one guest. To Darlene, Katie, two KOW, who's listening to us or watching us or whatever Hi, the case may be. Hi, mom. Was number one <laughs> guest. We'll have her back on the show at some yes. point in time too. But Marsha will be here next week. Uh, February seventeenth. February seventeenth. Joe Weiss W1HAI mm. will be here for so for all you newcomers and people that uh, want to know what this is all about who doesn't really listen to this show regularly Joe will be here W1HAI and he'll be telling us uh, give us a little preview of ham radio and what's it all about and what's it entail and what you have to do to get into it Well yeah then February 24th the day after my birthday yeah yeah you're welcome. Thank you. Yay. You, you, are you allergic to February 24th? No. We'll have Rob Mikado here from NWS Boston Norton, who's also a ham radio operator, who was here uh, last year as well. And he will be uh, talking Skywarn. He'll be talking, talking NWS. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, the Skywarn guy. Yeah. 
and he'll be talking mm. all and, and talking how Aries and NWS are, are getting together. So there. Um, for those who, who've been monitoring 146.91, Mount Greylock K1FFK, the what a PL tone of, with a PL tone of 162.2. Yeah, can you tell that I that I listen in on the <coughs> net and I know that and I know that very well. The owner, the owner is Bill out that I has a PL tone. We hooked up. The, I don't know what a PL tone is, but I but I hear it all the time. You um, don't, after all this time on the show, you don't know where the PL tone is. I forget. It's what the numbers that you have to put in for the frequency of the repeater. Isn't well, it? no, no. Uh, uh, the the PL tone. How do I explain this? Their tone, their subaudible tones that you plug in, um, so uh, you can get into. The repeater, it's like a gate. Yes. With it's like the, a gate key. With the PL tone put in, you can get into the repeater, or else you're just kind of just talking on a blank frequency. That's what I meant. It's like the number, it's like the passcode you have to put it's into like a security pass. gate to get into the repeater. Right. But what was I saying? Oh, HHTN. <laughs> it's my. It's Wednesday morning. Is it HHTN mm. is now back hooked up. The to coffee has not hit him yet. It will, it will hit him in a few minutes. HHTN. Heavy Hairs Traffic Net yes. out of Eastern Mass is now hooked back up to K1FFK. Yes. Um, yeah, they had, they, a little, had, they had a little issue. Well, no, they, we had some issues. Um, there's some stuff we have to fix when we can get up, up on the hill back on Greylock when it opens in the spring. But um, MMRA has done some is is working. One of the, the guys who run MMRA run the Echo Link on MMRA is working with Dave uh, Foley W one Triple T who's yeah. who's running the K one FFK Echo Link, mm -hmm. and they're putting they're they're working on stuff. There's been some uh, some improvements. Some things have have been improved, so we are able to get. Well, that's good. Yeah, K one FFK back on the link for heavy hitters traffic night. Yeah, because Triple T night. goes in and tests that thing almost every. Well, they they they've been working now. on. It. I mean, some of the some of the the tails are 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 kind of a lot less than they used to be, and this yeah, seems to be working. Except for Monday when the tail would be the repeater noise. Am I right? Except for Monday when one of the stations <laughs> is actually dropping out of the repeater in East Mass. And for a net that normally takes 30 minutes, we were on for 70 minutes, 80 minutes. Yeah. And also on top of that, people have got to get the idea. Do not key up over one another when you're checking in. Please don't. It's just confusing for the... For the uh, Net managers and net coordinators and stuff. It's just confusing for them. Don't do that. Please don't. It, it, it's confusing, especially when one of our net managers is actually going through uh, Echo Link. Yeah. All right, so. Where even he has a delay and it gets kind of confusing. It's kind of confusing. I'm stalling, stalling. That would be what? Jan yeah, that would be what? James, right? Because he's in Florida. Okay. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hey. 
Okay, this just in. Ooh, breaking news. Breaking news. Of all things that are closing, we'd be happy to announce that we hope you are all safe and healthy. We wanted to provide you a short update on the 2021 Boston Marathon. Ooh. Plans in light of today's public statement from the Boston Athletic Association. <coughs> per the BAA, the Boston Marathon race date for 2021 has been set for Monday, October 11th, 2021, which is the Columbus Day holiday, and a virtual option will also be offered. The race date assumes that the Massachusetts statewide reopening plan will allow road races at a large scale, such as the Boston Marathon, to take place. Additional details, including field size for the in-person race, registration dates, for runners and volunteers, safety measures and protocols and participant requirements that will be in place are still being determined and will be communicated when available. So, uh, oh, wow. Our team continues to be engaged with the BAA at both organization committee and medical committee levels regarding the 2021 Boston Marathon. We have continued to meet regularly as an amateur radio communications committee in an attempt to review some of the issues of past events and to and to more proactively address them for this year's 125th running of the Boston Marathon. Over the next few weeks, in addition to our proactive review of some of the issues seen in past marathons, we will be working with the BAA to send out a survey to our volunteers to gauge how comfortable you would be given the specific personal situations to participate in this year's marathon on the 11th 2021 on October 11th 2021 the availability and comfort of all volunteers including amateur radio operators as part of the thousands of volunteers of our race is very important these surveys will help inform the communications committee and the BAA of what our services our team can offer them this year there are still many details to be finalized and will be forthcoming as stated in the BAA press announcement we will keep you posted as updates become available and questions are answered. We will continue to release updates as appropriate in coordination with the BAA. Thank you for your continued support of the BAA and the Boston Marathon. So it looks like the Boston Marathon, knock on wood, is going to be a go for the Yay! fall of this year. And there's a ton of amateur radio operators. Uh -huh. Who run, who help run yeah. that r that race? Yeah, most of them are the volunteers. They help the runners to get the runners water. They um, if one of the runners needs um medical help, they dispatch and they help dispatch the meds. Yeah, they're they're all over the place. So they do um, check-ins to make sure make sure the runners get their check-in. Hey, I remember that. I remember the conversation. You had about the ball about the Boston Marathon with somebody. <laughs> yeah, Joe W one H A I. Last time he was on Thank the you. show, we talked about the Boston Marathon because they use the MMRA repeater system. Yeah, because they use the Minuteman. They use the Minuteman Repeater Association network to run, run the race. So hopefully, knock on wood, there will be a Boston Marathon, and the amateur radio operators will be back in place hopefully. for that. Your news, you have I, news. Yeah, I, I have some news, and we'll I have you, some local news, and I don't have to say it's what the fudge ripple. We'll we'll let you talk for a few minutes. Um, keep, keep it PG. A Pittsfield woman 
who claims that she had learned a shocking truth to Briar's delights, vanilla bean, low-fat ice cream, is not made with vanilla beans. Is now seeking more than $5 million in damages for herself and all, um, all other Massachusetts residents who should be similarly outraged by the alleged deception by Briars. Really? And it's, <laughs> wait, wait. Do I have some? <laughs> Let me finish. Keep talking for a minute. In the suit filed, filed this week in the U.S. District Court in Boston, Heather Bernstein said she only bought she only bought the stuff several times. Based on the representation and reasonable belief that vanilla bean ice cream contained vanilla beans. Specifically, the product's front label prominently and continuously displays the word vanilla bean ice cream in an image of a flowering vanilla plant that, contain, that contains uh, vanilla beans from the vanilla pod. The prominent and Conspicuous display of the word vanilla bean on the product's front label. Okay, we were actually putting Mis this out on the air. <laughs> misleads responsible consumers to believe the product does contain vanilla bean. Does contain vanilla beans as the product character characterized ingredient delivers the product's promised vanilla flavor. Images of the fall of the flowing plant, however, and the pot is misleading as there is no vanilla beans in, actually contained into the ice cream. And she knows this how exactly? Initially, the product's tiny speck, tiny black specks, misled the plaintiff in the case mistakenly believed the product does contain vanilla beans. Um, I hate to break a tour. But coming from a person that actually goes ahead and cooks, me, myself, the little tiny black specks that she says are not the vanilla beans, they are the vanilla beans! Hey, this is the kind of news that you will hear on this show because we do cater to both hands and not hands. But I have something for that. Wait a minute. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, was, Kylo. That, that uh, oh, my God. Seriously. This woman is suing for five million dollars in damages. That was like the with other people. That was like the woman that sued McDonald's because the coffee was the, too hot the and the coffee it burned was her too hot and it spilt on her. Um, here's an update from LMM. Uh, was I interrupting something over there? No, I'm no, uh, no I'm, ha I'm okay? having a stroke. You're interrupting me having a stroke. Having a stroke live on the air <laughs> because of this, because of this fucking story. All right, uh, just, yeah, go ahead. Can, can can we get on with the? Yes. Just yes. calm down over there. I'm sorry. I can, I'm sorry. I'm trying to Breathe. stop laughing. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> An update from Last Man Standing. Mm. Did you know they're in their final season? Yes. Um, I just put this out as a reminder that we are playing a radio special event for those who want to celebrate Last Man Standing and KA6LMS, which is actually their, their real call. The event will start at 0000 on March 24th, 2021, 
and end at 23.59 on March 30th, 2021. The last day of shooting for the show. This will be an all-band, all-mode event with guest operators in many parts of the country. More details will follow as we get closer to the date. And I'm actually going to try to get in on, on that because I like to get a QSL card from um, Ellen from Last Man Standing. Oh, nice. That'd be awesome. I, I have a few other local ones if okay, you want to go well, there. Well, well can, 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 can we do our break? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just letting you know. Right. Fair warning. We're going to go to the break and regroup they're not, here. They're not as crazy as the vanilla bean one, but you're listening <coughs> to him on WTVR. Impressive. Most impressive. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Folks, unfortunately, drug use is a driving factor for a lot of crime taking place in our city. The most prevalent crime being theft. Please, take the extra time to ensure that your belongings are safe inside your vehicle. Do not leave anything of value in plain sight. Hide your belongings. Place them in your trunk or take anything of value out of the vehicle. Always keep your vehicle locked. Don't make it easy for them. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal Credit Union with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair, one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people they support, Visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. PCTV and WTBR are committed to serving our community in this difficult time. We will bring you live coverage of press conferences and official statements from our government officials on PCTV CityLink Channel 1303, on the Pittsfield Community Television Facebook page, and on WTBR as they happen and as we are able to do so. Please stay tuned to our channels and our social media for updates on press conferences and other important information pertaining to the ongoing pandemic. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area today, mostly cloudy. A slight chance of snow showers this morning, then a chance of snow showers this afternoon. Cold with highs in the upper 20s. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of snow 30%. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A chance of snow showers in the evening. Cold with lows around 19. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of snow 30%. Thursday, mostly sunny. Highs in the lower 30s. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. This skirt is Chanel, and I treated myself to this Tiffany bracelet, too. Did you get a raise? I wish. No, I got all this and more at Catwalk Boutique. Catwalk Boutique? That's right. I got the Gucci handbag and Chanel skirt at the Great Barrington location and the Tiffany bracelet at the Lennox store. Well, you have to tell me about Catwalk Boutique. You will love it. It's an upscale resale shop for women. They have something for everyone, from casual to designer, and everything in the shop is donated. Best of all, 100% of the proceeds benefit Berkshire Humane Society. <laughs> I think Mitzi approves. I have to check it out. I'm headed there now. Want to join? The shop is dog friendly, so Mitzi can come too. Oh, oh absolutely. Catwalk Boutique. The more you shop, the more animals you save. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at catwalkboutique.org. 
Hi. Welcome to the future. The future begins in 10, 9, 8. 8. Oh, wait a minute. 8. What, again? 8. Dude, what the fuck? Who is this guy? 3, 2, 1. WTBR. It's time to let old things die. Snoke. Skywalker. The Sith. The Jedi. The Rebels. Let it all die. Yes, we are back. You don't want to know what happens during the commercial breaks. No. <laughs> during no, our no, breaks, you, you do not want. You do not want to know what goes on. Um, really quick, uh, if anybody wants to know, if you want to know where you can get vaccinated, call the city of Pittsfield hotline four one three four four nine. I actually have something on that. Too. Five five seven five. You have something on that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, since I brought it up. Since you broached the subject. Since we broached the subject and we did, we came out of the Catwalk Boutique break. So, <laughs> go ahead. We're on the air. Talk. <laughs> oh, God. People who are eligible to receive a COVID vaccine uh, now are now available to do so at four Western Massachusetts stop and shop stores. They are West Springfield, Fe- uh, Feeding Hills, North Adams, and on Dan Fox Drive in Pittsfield. They've been added as vaccination sites. So if you're eligible for the first phase, there you go. You can stop by. You can stop by, get your milk, get, get your milk, get your coffee, get your donuts, and your vaccine. There you go. Uh, page one, page one, uh, eligible people and live, work, and attend school in Massachusetts may make an appointment, uh, to receive a vaccination at the shop and shop locations. Yes, they're doing it by, um, appointment. Uh, those eligible under phase one include all healthcare workers. As well as resident, residents and employees of long-term care facilities. And those who work and conjugate uh, in conjugate care settings. And our first responders, police, police, fire, EMS, you know, and first responders. There you go. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Why? I have no lack of faith. Hi. Uh... Amateur radio. Uh, can I, do, do you mind? It's my turn. You know the rules. I don't know. I know the rules. There are no rules. Amateur radio and the International Space Station and its partners are troubleshooting hey. a failure. Mm. Are you What's dancing here? over there? What's, yes, uh, what I'm is dancing. going on over there? There's no music. <laughs> is that the music playing in my head? <laughs> wow. What was you I? did it years ago. I'm your, I'm your kid. That I'm weird. Anyway, troubleshooting a failure, a failure within the onboard NA1SS amateur station in the ISS Columbus module. Hmm. The problem does not appear to be with the radio equipment in Columbus, however. Eris realized that <laughs> the problem when a contact with a school in Wyoming between ON4 ISS on Earth. 
an astronaut, Mike Hopkins, KF5LJG at NA1SS, had to abort when no downlink signal was heard. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no downlink signal. Yeah, they, they signal was heard. Yeah, they, they couldn't, the Earth couldn't hear them. Uh, quote, today was a tough one. Maybe you had to plug and unplug it. <laughs> Control alt delete. <laughs> Have you tried plugging and unplugging it? Did you try plugging and unplugging up there? Quoting, today was a tough one for Eris. Eris International Chair Frank Bauer, KA3HDO, began in a message on January 28th to the Eris team. Bauer explained that during a January 27th spacewalk, to install exterior cabling on the ISS Columbus module, the current coax feed line installed 11 years ago was replaced with another built by the European Space Agency. The Airbus and Airbus it included two additional RF connectors to, to, to support <coughs> the commissioning of the Bartholomew payload hosting platform installed last spring on Columbus. On January 26th, prior to the EVA, extravehicular extra activity, our Columbus Next Generation radio system was shut off, and the ISS International Coax Cable to the antenna was disconnected from the Ares radio as a safety precaution for the EVA. Bauer said during the spacewalk, an external four-connector coax line replaced one with two RF connectors. This change was made to allow ESA to connect Ares and three additional customers to Bar Bartholomew as compared to Ares and one additional RF customer. Oh, wow. Bauer explained, with the spacewalk completed, the ISS crew restarted the ISS ham radio station on January 28th, but no voice repeater or automatic packet repeater download downlink reports were heard. During a scheduled school contact at 1746 UTC, no downlink single was heard either, was heard either, and the attempted contact had to be terminated. Clearly, oh, there sounds. is an issue, Bauer continued. <coughs> Most troubleshooting will be required. It may be the new external RF cable that was installed during yesterday's EVA. It might also have been caused by the connect and disconnect of the interior coax RF cables so the interior cable cannot be totally discounted yet. Bauer said the crew photographed the coax cable and connector attached to the Ares radio inside the ISS because the exterior cable is a Bartholomew cable, not an Ares cable. We are working with ESA and NASA on a way forward. He said NASA has opened a payload anomaly report on this issue. We have talked to both the NS NASA and the ESA representatives. Bauer said Eris has asked its Russian team lead, Sergei Sambrurov, RV3DR, if Eris could temporarily use the RS0ISS radio in the ISS service module for school contacts that are already scheduled until Eris can resolve the issue. On behalf of Eris International, board, the Ares delegates, and the entire team. I would like to thank all of you for your tremendous volunteer support to Ares. Bauer said we could get through this and be more resilient as a result. So you get a bunch of ham radio operators up there just to plug the cable back in. Uh, wow. They yeah. unplugged the cable. They unplugged the cable. Very simple. Put on your equipment. Go ahead. 
plug the cable back in. It's just like reg- just like regular ham radio on Earth, and something goes wrong. What's the first thing you check? The coax cables. Thank you. Oh, it was unplugged. Let's plug it back in. Just like just Control like, Alt Delete Reboot. <laughs> just like the great Art Bell, God rest his soul, went ahead and didn't know that his transmitter was offline. <laughs> And then it wasn't plugged in. That, that was like us what, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we were on the air on PCTV. <coughs> had no idea that we weren't transmitting on WTBR. Uh, uh, yeah, our little lights back here <laughs> for the transmitter weren't moving. No, and we just went on with the show anyway. But yeah, they I came rem- back up like we had what twenty minutes left yeah, in the show. And yeah. the transmitter came back up. Yeah, but yeah, I remember that poor man. Went ahead and couldn't figure out why he couldn't get on the air. Center. No, he was on the air. What's going? What's going on? What's the matter? No, he was on the air and he went off the air and he couldn't figure it out, so he went to bed. Yeah, so he was trying to figure out why he couldn't get back on the air. He was calling the network and all that. He found out that a cable got pulled out of the transmitter. Yep. So when they when they went to their break. He plugged the transmitter back in and booted it up, and he was able to get back on the air and and finish the show. But like I said, that's like us back here when when our transmitter went out. And when our um, transmitter we, said, nah, 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 I'm good. We nope, were on, nope, PCTV I'm nope. was seeing us and hearing us, but WTBR FM wasn't. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, our nice little transmitter went, no, nope, I'm out of here. Well, oh, it's one of those days. ICOM for, for ICOM those, for those that have ICOM radios. Mass, they yes. are releasing new firmware. It's, it, and it's actually good because for a long time, people were doing FT8, which uh-huh. is a digital mode, which is a low power digital mode, uh-huh. and, and everybody in the world uh, is doing it. Oh, pardon me. Now, now it's finally being recognized. Not oh, so much really? by the ARRL, but by arm, by arm, mouth transplant. <coughs> Can we redo the show? Oh, no, Cut, live. take two. Cut, take two. We'll, we'll come back on the air here in a minute. Uh, the firmware is uh, the, the updates are planned to improve to, to the user experience and incorporate communication modes such as FT8. The firmware is due to be released around the end of January 2021, so it's probably been released since we're into probably, yeah. early February 2021. Yeah. Starting with the IC705 and followed shortly by versions of IC7300 and IC9700, the updates will be available as free downloads from the, 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 the following web address, www.icomjapan.com backslash support backslash firmware driver the planned up planned updates are included one touch ft8 mode scroll scroll mode automatically keeps the operating signal within the scope range multifunction dial items have been improved for new for the ic7300 and the ic9700 compatible with the ah705 antenna tuner WLAN access point function is added. Other updates are planned for each model. 
ICOM also plans to update the RSBA1 version 2 CS705 and the CS9700 programming okay. software. So if you have the, those ICOM models, I'll, I'll put them out there again. <coughs> the ICOM 705, the ICOM 7300, and the ICOM 9700, check and see for your updates. You had a 7300. No. I no 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 it's seventy one hundred no yeah seventy three hundred's all kind of flashy with the touch green and the waterfall and yeah it was seventy one hundred that's yeah seventy three hundred I know it's somewhere in the seventies somewhere three thousand dollar radio I doubt that even with the best of stimulus checks yeah the three grand yeah it's like a three grand radio. We were talking earlier about um, restrictions being lifted, oh, yeah. uh, well, at least eased up a uh, little yeah. bit, enough for maybe the Boston Marathon can start. So w w with the restrictions being eased up, I, as VE coordinator for Novark, is thinking about doing in-person exams again, um, other than the remote exams. So the plea... For the listeners listening to this mm. radio station, listening to this show. What is your plea? My plea is if you have venue space that you can donate for four VEs and one tester. I say those words carefully. Because <laughs> uh, that was going through my mind right now. But one, one candidate, there's the word I'm looking for, and four VEs for a couple of hours. That you can yeah, donate, you need to let the coffee hit you. That you can donate some space. Drop me an email, kd2jkv at gmail.com. Let the coffee go through you. Let the coffee go through. What else you got? Uh, I got an interesting... I guess we can let you talk for a minute. I got an interesting um one. It's actually from... Uh, the, the Titanic Salvage Company. Yes, it has to do with radio. Of course. Uh, the time <laughs> the RMS Titanic Incorporated, the company that allows salvage rights to the um, Titanic ship to the Titanic shipwreck, has indefinitely put okay, off wait, plans. Okay, wait, wait, stop, stop for just a moment before you f do your story. Do your story, and then I'm going to give you a quiz live on the air. Oh yeah, figures. You've been with the, you've been doing the show long enough. You should know this. So go ahead, and then you're going to have a live on the air quiz. And where you do the show next week depends on how you answer the question. Oh yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Put off its plans to receive the receive the vessel's radio equipment for. Um, for a uh, exhibit, they were thinking of getting. They were thinking of retrieving the um the rain, the actual radio that sent out the distress signal from the salvage. Yeah, they put it off. Gee, I wonder why the water is ice cold and you need to have people crammed into a submarine. Think about that. Submarines have heat. No, I meant with the coronavirus to have to have the team crammed into a tiny crammed need, into the itty bitty little, mm, little sub. You don't need a big team to salvage the radio. 
just saying what they're just, saying. Just saying. The company, yeah, the company cites the corona pandemic bird of the lay. Of course. According, according to a court filing, uh, filing the company made on January the 29th. So that was just wild. The Atlanta-based company says it, its plans have faced increasingly difficulty associated with international traveling and logistics and the associated health risks, the ex- health risks of the expedition team. Uh, RMST, primary, primary source of venue, comes from its exhibit of its vast collection of titanic relics which have been closed which have been closed or seen only in limited attendance due to the virus related uh restrictions but yeah this is what they want this is what they wanted to do uh they're they're planning on recovering the ship's wire uh wireless station equipment remains the top priority. They wanted to remove the um the Marconi. Like I said, the Marconi equipment equipmented uh station that transmitted a stress call. That's mainly what they want to do. They want they want to grab a hold and they wanted to grab a hold of the radio system. That uh put it out. And they put and they put it they said they want to surgically remove, surgically remove and retrieve the uh, the radio equipment, which has been in poor, poor shape for more than a century underwater. Yeah, you'll be lucky if you can even recognize that poor thing. Good luck. But yeah, they have plans to man. They have still plans to man the submarine and remove and remove the. Uh, radio equipment so let's see if you've been paying attention all this time that we've been doing this show every week okay what uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word this the distress signal that went out from the Titanic Mm -hmm. it caused Congress to come up with what act Radio per per something act. I forget what the name of it is. Basically, basically the radio, the radio parody act of nineteen twelve, and, and that it, it caused it caused Congress to tell people you need to go ahead and license these people. You just can't have them. On, you just can't have them on the radio clogging up the system. We didn't get the distress call until almost an hour later because of this. Okay, now, for those of you who've been listening to this show, you all know that Jesse's a non-ham. Yes. And we know why. We, we, we've discussed why. I have why. no filter. So if she, if she can pick this stuff up just because she does this show since September of 2019 or whenever it was, this, you people sitting on the fence wondering, should I do this or should I not do this? See, you can do this. If she can do this, 
Yeah, but I also have an advantage. I have a photographic memory. If she can do this, you can do this. And yeah, she yes, is I right. snorted. I'm sorry. And yeah, she is right. The Radio Parody Act of 1912 came about from because the... Because the radio the, was the, the crammed stress. with so many people using this newfangled te- um, technology and right. everything. Everybody wanted to do it. Everybody liked it. The only problem is they couldn't get couldn't get the stress call out because they couldn't freaking hear them because well, everybody was on the radio. The, 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 stress, the stress call went out a few times, um, and, and you're kind of really summarizing it really quick. But here, here's the deal. When amateur radio first came out, you didn't need a license. You can build your own transmitter. Exactly. And you can be on any frequency, any band that you wanted to. The bands were and flooded at that point in time. Everybody was, was making a radio, uh, and everybody wanted to test it out. On board the Titanic, they had amateur radio equipment. Yeah, they had what so I said, the, the Marconi, the Marconi, Marconi radio. Right. When... The Titanic went down or started to go down. They sent out the distress call with the radio waves being flooded by everybody with their new toys that probably they built on their own. It it was a couple hours later before somebody in Alaska or Canada or something received the... uh, SOS call from the Titanic and was able to get help out there to get to get help out there a little bit late and that and, and that came to be almost an hour con- late. Congress passed the Parody Act of ni- uh, the Radio Parody Act of 1912 and pretty much is what that state is. Your people messed up. Now you need to be licensed. Now it was pretty much okay. Everybody, you fudged up. <coughs> Now you need to be licensed. Now you're going to operate on certain bands yep. and certain frequencies. Yep. And you're going to, and the other side this we don't really talk about is you're going to yield frequencies to emergency traffic. Yeah. So, and, and that still goes today, and that's what kind of leads up to, to our discussion yeah. with, with Aries and that, that even today, if you're doing a net, whether you're on HF or VHF or on the repeaters or wherever, and somebody breaks in with emergency traffic or emergency situation, you need to yield that frequency and take care of that. And that's yeah, what didn't like happen when the Titanic was in trouble. And that's what led to this. Because if you don't do it now, the FCC can yank your license. Uh, ah, yeah, they can. Just like an NTS. If you notice there are NTS nets, no matter where it's, you know, regional nets, national nets, whatever, we usually call for emergency and priority traffic. traffic first. Yes. That gives those people time to get uh, their traffic in if there is any, but you have to yield the frequency for emergency and priority traffic. Yeah, just like when you guys had an emergency, (coughs) had the emergency on Greylock, everything seized at that point in time except for those that were trying to help the, uh, the ham that was on 
the radio yeah, over, that was having the medical problem. Yeah, uh, and for those who who forgot about that or weren't listening at that point in time, over the summer on K One FFK actually was kind of just before our one o'clock net was starting. Um, we actually got an emergency call from somebody who uh, had medical issue that was somewhere in Vermont, um, up on one of the trails up in Vermont, and all he had was um, handheld radio, and he came on and said there was an emergency. So uh, me being assistant section traffic manager and and net manager and all that, we held up the the net. Um, Ron AC1CX at the time is AG1W now, who lives in Vermont. Who knows, oh, he got his call changed. Yeah, he's got a vanity now. Oh, who wow. knows? Who knows about that area was net control, and we let him run with it. Uh, we it took eight hours. We were coordinating with different. Fire companies, we were coordinating with search and rescue. We were coordinating with a lot of a lot of uh, assets on the ground to get up there. Matt Sight, Matt Psycho, uh, KC1JPU went up there, and he was coordinating at the other end with the paramedics who didn't have a radio. So we were relaying stuff to him to relay to the paramedics. And it took like eight hours before... Search and rescue chopper from Albany came in and swooped him out of the canyon. Yeah, because he was like really far up the trail. And this is why we have that repeater up on top of Greylock K1 FFK 146910. Yeah, it was like by chance <laughs> that he hit yeah, this the was, Greylock repeater. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't hitting it well. I mean, well, really good. He wasn't hitting it too well, but it no. was good enough that we were able to make yeah. stuff out. But when you have a footprint that high, when you're, you know, the highest point in western Massachusetts and you're the going over. Point, actually, the highest point in all of Massachusetts. You're hitting four states. Yeah. Um, you've got a pretty good footprint. There's been a couple of them. There was the one guy who was traveling, I guess this was a couple of years ago. He was out and about traveling, out and about in a bit. He was out about traveling and he was actually having a stroke. Oh, wow. And he got on the radio on K1FFK and we were actually able to get him some assistance and get him to a hospital. We don't know what happened to him. But the guy uh, last summer is fine. He actually comes in and checks in up on the nets. So, oh, um, is, that, oh, is that the gentleman in Jackson from yeah, the other J gentleman in Jackson from Vermont? JWZ, yeah, KC, KC1JWZ, or whatever his call sign is. So, and, and this is why that machine is up there. And that machine costs uh -huh. we have five machines up on top of Greylock, and the state charges us to yeah, have in, them up there. Yeah, they're what in the basement? What is Dub the bunker. <laughs> Dub the bunker underneath the diner up there on yeah, the top the of the hill. Yeah, the, the lodge diner. On the top of the lodge diner. So, for for those of you know, join the club. If you don't join the club, at least support the repeaters that yeah. are up there because they are a a asset to us here in Western Massachusetts. Um, 
So and they proved to be a lifesaver. And they proved to be a lifesaver, moreover than not. And it costs a bit of money to keep those things up there. Um, the state, yeah, because the state, you uh, have to. You have yeah, to pay because you have to rent from the state. Don't yeah, you? you rent. You rent. You know, it's state land up there in, in, in Mount Greylock. So. And and the club is renting. <coughs> the club's renting the spot. It's a space. Yeah. So yeah, please support the repeater. So we're gonna go to the break. Again. Yes. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, and we will come back and talk about Skywarn and talk about Aries mm. and mm. keep updated with that for the last few minutes of the show. So stick around. Yeah, listen to Ham on and WTBR. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One. Okay, cool guy. Two. Three times. Next. Oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down. Up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal Credit Union with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair, one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people they support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. PCTV and WTBR are committed to serving our community in this difficult time. We will bring you live coverage of press conferences and official statements from our government officials on PCTV CityLink Channel 1303, on the Pittsfield Community Television Facebook page, and on WTBR as they happen and as we are able to do so. Please stay tuned to our channels and our social media for updates on press conferences and other important information pertaining to the ongoing pandemic. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area today, mostly cloudy. A slight chance of snow showers this morning, then a chance of snow showers this afternoon. Cold with highs in the upper 20s. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of snow 30%. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A chance of snow showers in the evening. Cold with lows around 19. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of snow 30%. Thursday, mostly sunny. Highs in the lower 30s. Northwest wind 10 to 15 miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. We ain't the best. Bummer. But we sure sound like it. We're bringing you the best mix of music. So get focused. WTBR. America's quiet warriors. 
are the legion of ham radio operators, 700,000 of them, who are always at ready for backup duty in emergencies. Amateur, unpaid, uncelebrated civilian radio operators during and after floods and fires and tornadoes, after the 911 attacks, hams were indispensable in reuniting families. Most recently, it was they who expedited the search for debris after the disaster to the Space Shuttle Columbia. And right now, at this moment, they are involved in homeland security to a greater degree than you would want me to make public. The late Paul Harvey talking about, the, talking about us ham radio operators. And that was the rest of the story. And that was the, well, here comes the rest of the story. Hmm. I'm disappointed. You're disappointed. Again. Again. What did they do now? This storm that we had on Monday yes. proved how lacking we are in Skywarn. In Skywarn participation. Oh yeah, you you figured with the snow going and the wind going and everything that there would be a lot of check-ins for Skywarn. Now, I this one I can't pin on Skywarn or no. I can't pin this on Aries. No. I have to pin this on the amateur radio operators. Yeah, it does not take a lot. To be part of Skywarn. No. They have classes online. Mm. I had the repeater on. Pardon me. I had 9-1 on and I was listening at the house. And not one Skywarn report came over during the duration well, of this storm. Yeah. Well, no, we did have one. We had one. Meanwhile, we had one, and it was about the snow total. Meanwhile, in Eastern Mass, meanwhile, in Eastern they Mass. self-activated. They turned uh, they turned nets into Skywarn nets. I don't know what's going on in Western Massachusetts. Neither do I. I have tried through this show. Yeah, we have one. We have one guy that checks into the net, and he does, and he does a weather report. I have tried through this show in the past year and a half yes. to bring more people and to get more things going here in Western Massachusetts. I know. I, I know. understand that I'm doing it by myself because I have no backup from the section leadership, and we went through that two weeks ago when we were on the air. That was another rant for another. <laughs> that, that that's that's an hour rant by itself. Yeah. But people, Skywarn, come on. I, I know. The class online is like an hour. You can be in your bunny slippers and your. <laughs> hey! Uh, hey! <laughs> hey! Come on! Uh, uh, Why are you singling uh, me uh, out? Uh, Don't uh, throw uh, out the bunnies! Come on! In your pajamas with your coffee or your sangria or whatever ever adult beverage, mm -hmm. and. Take this course. It doesn't take much. Are you kidding? When, are when you there kidding? Is a you, major hold on, wait a minute. You were doing the sky you were doing the sky morning training. I was play I was on my on the uh game system 
the thing was, as you were doing it, I was overhearing it, and I was answering the questions along with you. Right. But I mean, come on. It's not this hard. And, and this is not just for the amateur radio operators. You don't need an, amateur, you don't need an amateur radio license exactly. to do this. If you're just interested if in you're weather. If you're a weather geek and interested in weather, you can take these sky-worn Earth science. classes. Earth science. STEM. You can take these these classes. Exactly. I have. I, I don't understand. It, it takes, you know, a yardstick to go out in your backyard, measure how much snow is on the ground, or look out your window and go, you know, it's a heavy snow. It's nine fifty-five a.m. It's a heavy snow. Winds approximately are you know thirty miles per hour, gusting whatever, yeah. and report that to. The National Weather Service. I mean, or you come across something and oh, the, w these power lines are down, or this yeah. tree fell on this house, exactly. or this did this. This is what they need to know. Just like One, uh, uh, I don't uh, know like, what it is when it snows. Nobody when it snows, everyone's like meh. Okay, but when like thunderstorms or something like that pop up. All of a sudden, we want to get on Skywarn. Well, we we haven't even done it did this past summer. The the Skywarn that went on, <coughs> they turned they did this W one triple T turn on Skywarn. You barely got any reports. NWS, I know he's trying. NWS Albany came on. NWS Boston Norton came on, and you know you, if there's no reports, you can't do anything. And uh, and it's not and it's not you know BS. You know you look at you look at eastern uh, eastern New York, and you look at eastern Massachusetts, and they turn their sky worn nets on, and you've got eight, nine, ten reports. I know when I was in Albany, I was doing sky worn. We were you know the height of the storms from the time they started coming in to the time that they crossed exactly. the New York State border. We had reports, and we had reports. Afterwards, so everybody, not just the amateur radio operators, everybody within the sound of my voice, sign up for a Skywarn class. I we have a couple and, minutes, so really and quick. Also, <coughs> and also on top of that, you know, it, it, one, it's not a hard, and the reports actually go to actually go to your local weather station and stuff. There is a there was a report that went ahead and went to you know WTEN. Right. In Albany, that, you know, they got an air. I mean, come on, people. All right, so programming note real quick. Programming note real Next quick. Next week. Next week. On the phone, KW1U, Marsha Ford. On the phone. February Sorry. 17th. Yes. On the phone. On the phone. Joe Weiss, W1HAI. There you go. Um, and then KC1, I forget his call sign. <laughs> DCY, really? I think. Rob Mikado from Boston Norton will be on the phone here and talking on about stuff. So that's no, our note the trend. Note so. the trend on the phone because we can't do because in house we, because me. Well, yeah, we we can only have two people in the studio, and I can't do this show without you. Uh, uh, oh, thank so you. Carol's in the back laughing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. We gotta go. So seventy-three. Yes. We will talk to you next week on behalf of I'll remember Beatles Forever Monday, four p.m. Yes. Same bat yes. time, same bat, bat channel. channel. 
73 from the cast of Hang of Ham On. 73 doll. 73. 